Good morning. So today is May 17th, 2022. I got back from the send on Sunday and I wanted to do this podcast just to share about that day. On my way home with my friend Megan, we made a video sharing about our experience in the Israel tent and just the um, divine encounters that um, happened at the airport to and from Kansas City. So if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to check that out as well. That's on my YouTube channel. But today I wanted to talk specifically about the day of the send which was um, Saturday. And just kind of the, um, the things that marked me and kind of where my heart was because I went to the Send in 2019 in Orlando. And if you don't know what the Send is, it's basically a gathering uh, in stadiums. In Orlando, we met in Camping World Stadium in Orlando. And this year we met in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And it's a day of just worship and prayer and just igniting and and releasing the, the next generation. And so there's a lot of young people there. There's people of all ages, but it's, there's, a lot of just high school, college age kids. And it's really amazing just seeing this next generation just like burning for Jesus. I mean, we're outside for 12 hours in straight sun on the football field. It's very, very hot. And, um, and they don't stop. And it's just they're all in, you know, there, there's, there's no lukewarmness there. And it's so encouraging to see, um, for me, there's a couple of, a couple of things that I wanted to, to talk about. I shared a couple of years ago, a video, um, on my YouTube channel that I titled Rose of Sharon. And this was basically, I'm not going to go into that story, but basically the Lord marked my life with Song of Solomon 8.6. And since then it has become my life verse. Um, it's fasten yourself as a seal of fire upon my heart forevermore. And I feel like that's exactly what the Lord has done in my heart um, over these last few years. And it's like, if you read Song of Solomon 8, it just says how like it's, it's an all-consuming fire that he will consume everything until it doesn't even feel like a sacrifice anymore. And that's, that's like what has happened and what continues to happen is this, it's like this fire of love has consumed my heart for Jesus. And I want nothing more like he has become like 
just the one thing and and it's it's a work of God and it, it's, it's just this um I don't even know how to explain it other than just this he has sealed my heart with his love and so at the send Mike Bickle, who is the pastor of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, which we were in Kansas City, and the International House of Prayer was involved in kind of collaboration with the SEND. Before the SEND started, they did five days of nonstop worship and prayer, day and night, intense, and I share more about that in the YouTube video, but this this gathering was saturated in prayer and intercession and in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer they have been doing 24/7 worship and prayer nonstop day and night for the last 22 years nonstop um so there there's just this foundation of of worship and prayer in that city and love you know it's like I I feel like that's just the the place of the burning heart like who does that you know it's just this um it's it's when you're consumed with Jesus it's all you want it's it's that you know one thing that I desire one thing that I seek thing over there and it's just it's beautiful so Mike Bickle started to talk about um Song of Solomon 8 6 and how in the 80s how the Lord marked his heart with that verse and he shared about that story which I had already heard before back whenever the experience happened to me with that verse and as he was speaking, I could feel um, the heaviness of God coming upon me. And it's like, the Lord has done something in me. And I've talked about this before. But I can, um, when his glory is in the room, I can feel it on my body. Like a heavy weight. And it's, it's like a sign and a wonder that, that, he, that he's resting there. And it, like it just pushed me down and I'm just laying down, just stuck to the floor, to, to, the, to the ground of this football field under the weight of his glory as Mike Bickle was talking about Song of Solomon 8.6. And then Lou Engel came. And if you don't know about Lou... I don't know of a man that has fasted and prayed more than Lou Engle. Lou Engle called a 40-day fast before the send, you know, like to, to, and leading up to the send, he called a 40-day fast. And within the fast, there was, um, he called another fast within the fast, a Purim fast, which, you know, it was like a, a no, like nothing, like to, to go a day with no food, no water, nothing um, within the fast. Like Lou is so into fasting. He called a fast within a fast. I mean, it, he's extreme. But you don't go into gatherings like this without first fasting and praying about it. And Lou is like a father in that. And 
Lou kind of comes as Mike's talking about Song of Solomon 8-6, and I'm just stuck to the ground, just weeping, um, because the glory of God is just resting there. Um, his, This is his heart, guys, and Lou begins to just say, you know, like, I wasn't going to, you know, like, this wasn't planned, but I just feel like the Lord just spoke this to me, you know, like, this revival that's coming, it's going to be a Song of Solomon 8-6 revival, like, the Lord is just going to, like, just brand hearts with his fire, and, like, as Lou is, like, prophesying this, like, I can't contain my body, like, I don't know how to explain it, like, the Holy Spirit is, like, upon me so strong not only am I stuck to the ground but it's like there's just this um electricity and power like you can just feel the presence of God it's almost like I don't know if I can take anymore kind of feeling that that like that's how powerful it feels um and like I knew, like, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. Um, It was just this um, marking moment. You know, something that's always, not always, but like, that verse has been alive in me um, for the last few years. And as, as these fathers of the faith... Um, were speaking on that and prophesying on that. The Holy Spirit rested on those words. And, uh, and it was a very, very, very powerful moment for me. And I feel like um, the Lord is going to release that Song of Solomon 8, 6, Love in the Earth. That Jesus is not coming back for a... Um, lackluster heart Jesus is coming back for hearts that are on fire for him that day and night sing to him Maranatha come Lord Jesus there's no halfway there's no like there's nothing lukewarm about it there's no second place about it like he is all consuming and that's what he is going to do um like worldwide before he returns. Um, and I feel like I've just gotten like a little bit of like foreshadowing of that because like what he's done in my heart, it's not normal. Um, what I see him doing in the hearts of some of these like young ones it's not normal and that is what's going to be poured out in this earth it's this fasten yourself as a seal of fire upon my heart forevermore and I just feel like the Lord is raising up a generation that's going to walk in the fire of his love and it's not going to be about ministry and it's not going to be about words it's like you don't even have to say a word 
because it's like you'll just see this fire of love not expressed through words but expressed through the heart and I feel like this fire is going to burn up coldness and lukewarmness and hearts of stone and set them on fire with a real thing and after that happened I was pretty much ruined to like of hearing them talk about anything else because that was like the most important thing and I know that the send is about you know releasing this generation into different areas of missions and different fields and I know that's the point of it but after that like touch of his glory on that football field all the other talk just felt so cheap in the sense of like can we just wait upon the Lord and let his spirit do the work like it was like as people started to talk like there would be like moments of worship and and the worship was like unbelievable like when you read about how David danced before the Lord with all of his might imagine a stadium doing that no inhibition absolute freedom when you get a a revelation of who he is you can't stand still you you can't just stand there and sing a song like it's like like your your body um, can't keep up with your spirit it's like I, I think about like my body would just get so tired and I would think about like in heaven how we can worship him and never get tired because there's this worship that comes out of you where it's just it, it's like it exhausts all of you like you just give all of yourself in worship because that's that's the worthiness of Jesus. So there were there would be this these times of worship and and there was these little girls that I was drawn to, like a little group of them. They were probably like um around like eight to 12 years old and um, and I had brought like flags like for for like dancing and worshiping and these little girls like just really like I could tell they wanted to use them and so like I gave them to them and they started to dance and it was like I felt like something was being released in them like a freedom to dance and it was beautiful to watch them just dance and worship the Lord and um, I could just see like that that fire of love like literally being kindled in their hearts throughout the day and at one point um, 
I, I prayed for them. Um, and I, I just prayed that song of Solomon 8, 6 prayer. Like it wasn't any, like that, just that the fire of love would consume their hearts and that they would be marked that day for his glory. And, um, and then someone else started to speak because they kind of, like I said, they had different topics that they would speak on about different mission fields and stuff. And someone else started to speak. And it's like when someone would talk, I would just start to pray. And I felt this intensifying more and more throughout the day. And like as the early evening was coming, like it started to get more intense. And I'm like, what is this, Lord? You know, why, why am I feeling this? And I just like, I got on my knees and pressed my face down and it's like this cry came over me. Like I literally was crying and I was just like, God, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Like I was thinking of these little girls and it's like, You know, God can do in a millisecond what we could do in a lifetime of talking. And it's like, lately, I've been feeling this, like just in in, um, different settings I've been in, where it's like, it's this cry to be still and know that he is God. It's this cry for us to realize that it's not by mind and it's not by power but it's by his spirit and if we will give him room if we will be quiet and be still long enough for his spirit to move we can't do what he can do we in all of our mind and all of our talking and all of our sermons and all of our messages and everything that we share like we can't do what his spirit can do and when his glory comes into a room there's no going back there's no going back like you can't do church as usual like it's pointless really it really is like I have no desire to sit there and listen to a man talk when the glory of God can pour in a room (laughs) what we're settling for is so cheap (laughs) and so I just kept like I just kept feeling like Lord interrupt this meeting like don't let it just be like another conference don't let it be just like another message like Lord interrupt this meeting and show us your glory like everything in me was burning with that prayer and I'm just weeping like ugly crying and I set up like this is pretty much I don't know how long I set up I'm trying to wipe my face with the t- from the, the tears. And um, one of the moms of these little girls that I had uh, prayed for and just been, like, worshiping with, 
she was standing by me and she was crying and she was like Emma which is one of her daughter one of the little girls like Emma come show her and so like Emma runs up and all the little girls come over to me and I'm like standing there and I don't really know what's happening and Emma holds her her arms out like to show me like her forearms and I don't even know what I'm looking at because her arms just look like normal arms and her mom like just is weeping and she's like she said her arms were covered in eczema and like she was just like they were full of like just rashes and especially in the heat I mean we were so hot that day and like it completely disappeared completely disappeared gone and when I tell you like my knees just buckled and I just fell to the ground in tears because I'm like thank you Jesus thank you Jesus it's like he heard my prayer and these little girls saw his glory something in them shifted and I told them as well as the moms, you know, I was like, I was like, Jesus did this. Jesus did this. And I mean, we didn't even pray for healing. I didn't even know she needed healing. It was just the glory of God in the room. It's what he does when we get out of the way. And he, he touched her and he touched every one of those little girls that were her friends and sisters. And, um, can I tell you the dance that broke out in those little girls after that? I mean, they were worshiping a Jesus that just had manifested himself to them. And I told them, I said, you know, as you grow older and you go to school and different things and, and people try to convince you that God's not real, I said, they can never argue with what you've just experienced. Like they, they experienced experienced Jesus firsthand and that marked their little hearts and it marked their moms and something broke in those two moms and those moms by the end of the night were dancing their hearts out and it was just um, I don't know I just I felt so drawn to them all day Um, but it's like I can see like that fire of love consuming that whole group and um so um that was my favorite part what my my absolute favorite part was um the end of the night when one of the little girls her name was hope she came up to me well prior to that um, another speaker started to talk. And so I go down again and I'm praying again, show us your glory, God, show us your glory, God, show us your glory, God, interrupt this meeting with your glory. And, and as I'm praying this, um, Francis Chan comes and interrupts. He was one of the speakers. He comes and interrupts and he says, you know, we have been doing a lot of talking today and, uh, you know, like just giving you a lot of information. He said, I feel like we need to just be silent. 
And when I tell you my heart just erupted on the inside because that was a straight answer to my prayer. I'm like, I'd just been praying like, can we just be still? Can we just be silent for a minute? And here Francis comes and says that. And I'm like, amen, Francis, like I am with you. And so the whole stadium got quiet. And the Holy Spirit began to move. And I began to feel in my hands, like just, I don't know how to explain it other than like a burning electricity. Like my hands were burning with electricity. And he said, um, he said, uh, like after this time of, of just being still and waiting on the Lord for anyone that needed healing in their body to raise their hand. And there was a man in front of me, an older man that had his hand raised, and I didn't know what he needed, what what type of healing. I just went and put my hands on him that were burning with an electricity of the Spirit of God. And my, like, I was being taken over by compassion. You know, and I think about all the verses that says that Jesus was moved with compassion. I mean, when I tell you I was weeping just with love for this 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 older man, like, and, and just whatever it was he needed healing for, I didn't know, but, but I just had my hands on him and I was just praying in the spirit and just weeping. And he told me, like, after, after that time of prayer, I asked him, like, what, what he needed healing for. I didn't even know. And he said his heart, that he was supposed to have a procedure done next month on his heart. And I told him, I said, I feel like you're not going to need to have that procedure, that the Lord just healed you and that you're going home with a heart that's on fire. And I, I just was prophesying Song of Solomon 8, 6 happening in his heart. And he said, you know, that verse has always been significant to me. And he said, you know, actually when they, when they told me that I was going to need this procedure on my heart, it was Valentine's Day. And he said, and it made me think of Song of Solomon 8, 6. And, um, and so he said, you know, it was February 14th. And he said, and today is March 14th. He said that, that date just felt significant, like the 14th. And, um, cause it was one month to the day. And I said, I feel like the Lord just healed you and I'll never know until I get to heaven. But um, one day, one day I'll know. Like, it's just, um, I mean, but we, we danced, me and the, the older man and the moms and the little girls, like, held hands and, like, jumped around in a circle, just dancing and praising God, like, praising Him before we even knew the result. And I never will know until I get to heaven. But, um... But by the fire of God that was on my hands, I knew that he was marking my hands to heal in that moment, just through his spirit. And, um, and I have absolutely no doubt, I actually have 100% faith that his heart is healed. Um, and um, at the end of the night, one of the little girls, Hope, came up to me. And it was really loud because everyone was worshiping really loud. And she was like, and because she was right there, like when we were praying for the man, like they were seeing this like firsthand. And um, she came up to me and she said, can we pray? 
and I was thinking like maybe pray for someone and she I said sure like who do you want to pray for and she said I want to pray for you and y'all I was just like oh my goodness it was the sweetest thing so we knelt down and she laid her hands on me and she was like what can I pray for you about and I wanted her to pray for the fire of God's love to consume my little boys like all the days of their life and that they would um, just walk in just the freedom of his love and just just like her and her friends that day like I just I just wanted that I just want that to just to just spread like wildfire and um and so she uh she started to pray for my sons and she was probably nine maybe and when I tell you the prayer that was coming out of her mouth like it wasn't a nine-year-old prayer it was a holy spirit prayer she was like God I pray that you would just mark her sons that they would just be that they would just encounter you Jesus that they would be evangelists God I pray that you would use them in the underground churches and like underground churches like she said that and I'm like thinking where is this even coming from you know but out of the mouth of babes she was blowing my mind with her prayer and then after her like another one of the little girls came like they all gathered around me in a circle and they each took turns praying for me and uh, I was like a puddle on the floor it was the sweetest thing because there was just this uh, like this love there like the the Lord put in my heart for them and that, that the Lord put in their hearts for me and uh, they were from Minnesota like and I, all I know is their first names like we didn't even exchange information it was just kind of like like that day was just like meant to be and um, as we were leaving like the stadium when me and Megan were uh, walking in the stadium parking lot to our car lo and behold like the car with the two moms and the little girls they come and like drive by like what's the odds of that in this giant stadium and they rolled down the windows like to just tell us bye and like the mom like yelled out of the window see you in heaven and when she said that it was the coolest thing because it was like you know, like, I was kind of thinking, like, I'm probably never going to see them again, you know, but it's like, yes, I will, and I cannot wait to get to heaven and see what the Lord does in these little lives and how he uses these little, like, I say big lives, not little lives, um, because when your heart is on fire for Jesus, um, like you'll do anything you'll go anywhere like it's just I I just I I can't even imagine what God's gonna do um and I cannot wait to see in heaven um the fruit of that day it's like that was the seed and he is going to bring forth such a fruit um and I think about the old man his name was Charles and getting to hear him in heaven about his heart, you know, like, cause I, I won't know, um, until then, but it's like, 
um, it, it was wonderful. It was just, it was wonderful. And, um, and the glory of God was revealed and the glory of God in the, in the, in the little group that I was around that day marked them for eternity. And, um, and I could literally see that fire of love for Jesus, um, consuming their little hearts as the day progressed. Like it, it just intensified as the day went on. And I feel like that that's how the fire of God is. Like it, it's not just a little flame, like it's an all consuming fire. Like it just intensifies. It just grows. There's no waxing and waning in the love of God. And so, um, anyway, I just wanted to share that because that was probably like the, the main highlights of my day. Um, and so, uh, yeah, um, I would just encourage you like go where his glory is, go where his glory is, like don't settle far like just what you've always settled for like I pray that this just stirs a hunger in your heart for more and that you'll just seek him with all of your heart um I mean I think about like just since I began walking with Jesus like I never really traveled before Jesus but like since I met Jesus like and he's become everything it's like I'll go anywhere like I just want to I just want to to be in the room um, and it's it's just an adventure and it just keeps getting better and it should walking with Jesus should never be boring it's like the adventure of a lifetime and it's so worth it like giving up your old life for him there's nothing of my old life that I would ever want back. Like, he makes everything new. He sets new desires on our hearts. And it's like, you're not even living. Like, you don't even realize it, but you're not even really living until you're living in him. Like, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So if you're not walking, like, like abiding in that vine then you're not really living and you just think that you are but that's not real life and and it's like the enemy makes you think that that that's what life's about it's not um unite yourself with jesus okay so i'm just gonna end this with a little prayer um just for the fire of love to consume your heart. So, Lord, I pray for every person that that ever hears this, God, that you would um, just do a Song of Solomon 6. I'm just praying your word right back to you, Jesus. Fasten yourself as a seal of fire upon every heart that listens to this. Um, Jesus, I pray that you would just consume every part of them and, um, and that the world would just see this insatiable love and that it would spread like wildfire. 
Let the flame of your love just consume this whole world. God, I pray pray that you would just um, awaken us more and more to your beauty, to your worthiness, um, that we would just be consumed with uh, the fire of your love forevermore. Amen.